0: Welcome to the What About Series. I'm Enoch Fossum, and I'm a certified Mindfulness Life Coach.
1: And I'm Austin Ivey, and I'm certified in the basics of acceptance and commitment therapy, and we're both going to school to be marriage and family
0: therapists. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how chasing happiness can actually lead you to become less happy. So, how do we become happy? Let's get right into it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, right, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about this quite a bit, especially with the Happiness Trap by Russ Harris. Read it. Read it. It's such a good book. Read it. Read it. Read
1: it. The most recommended book I could ever recommend to anybody. It's so really. Good. I be love it. One. It's, it's so good. I if love someone says, it. "What book should I read?" Like, if you're struggling with mental health stuff, read the that's Happiness Trap, to? especially if it's anxiety and depression. Like, that's going to be your best resource. Like, it if good. you're if you're thinking about like organiz- organization and like responsibility taking responsibility for your life. Yeah. Like you just find yourself like being immature. Go read Jordan Peterson. But I like your overall <laughs> problem is like anxiety, depression. I could not recommend the happiness trap enough. It's so good. And that's kind of the topic of today right. is happiness and the trap of happiness. So not the happiness right. trap, but the trap of happiness. But
0: how to attain happiness. Exactly. So you're going to find that out in this episode. Keep listening. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to come from a video that we'll actually post down below. So i recommend you watch it either before or after. And probably I mean, either one. It wouldn't really spoil anything. It would spoil, actually, the entire episode if you watched it before. But... You'll still get our go commentary. <laughs> but this is a video called Don't Chase Happiness, Become Anti-Fragile. This is by Tao or Tal? Probably Tao Ben-Shahar. Such a cool name. Super cool. Yeah. Wish I had a name like that. Jeez, I'm just Austin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you are just Austin. Hey. And that's a great thanks. name. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> um, anyway... So he starts off with the video saying we are, he introduces this concept of being anti-fragile. So what that means is he he calls it resilience 2.0. Resilience 1.0 would mean if you picture like in the video, you'll see you drop a ball on a bridge, kind of an elastic bridge Mm -hmm. and it shoots the ball back up. And the bridge, being resilient, would go back to its regular state. Mm -hmm. So it just goes back to how it was before the ball was dropped on it. Resilience 2.0, or being anti-fragile, would be that same scenario. You drop the ball on this rubber bridge, and instead of the bridge going back to its regular state, it actually becomes stronger because of that. And... Tao introduces this idea that our system, our body, is an anti-fragile system. He uses the example of your muscles, where you go to the gym, you bench, you curl, you tear apart your muscles, little microfiber tears, not like tearing them, that'd be, that kind of hurt, but but tearing them. You get what I mean, you gym goers, you. You break down your muscles to make them stronger, that's anti-fragile.
1: Exactly, yeah, and part of the video, like the theme of the video that I picked up on the most, is beyond that, which we'll go into more, of course. But he talks a lot about, um, especially towards the beginning, that, that for some reason, the pursuit of happiness, we're not that's not the book or the Kid Cudi song, <laughs> of course, but on um, the pursuit of happiness or the the search for happiness is somewhat paradoxical. Yeah, because the people, the people who seek after it the most, tend to find the least amount of it. And the way that I've interpreted that ever since reading The Happiness Trap is that it's because people give too much worth to happiness. Yeah. And Russ Harris talks about this a lot in that book that to live a meaningful life that actually is full of positive emotions. And there's a lot more positive emotions than just happiness. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's part of the video too. Um, But he talks about how we give way too much credit to happiness, way too Mm -hmm. much. and. If be if you, if you picture it this way you would think if someone was weird if all they sought after was sadness right right that'd be kind of out of the ordinary kind of weird but in my mind in the way that I think that we should be seeing emotions is that we should see sadness and happiness with the same amount of worth they're both important and we need them both just we need the day just as much as we need the night yeah. for the life cycle of the earth right and yep. for our own like biology and things like that and so if you're one that seeks after happiness at all costs think about what your life would be like if you sought after sadness at all costs mm-hmm. It'd be kind of weird mm-hmm. and that's a weird paradigm shift because happiness feels awesome everyone wants to be happy nobody wants yeah. to be sad um but that's kind of the way that it is like right. you need to treat them the same and you need to not seek after them in the same way because you wouldn't seek after sadness you wouldn't seek after anger You know, you just let it happen to you and accept it as it comes and accept it as the gift that it is or as the, maybe the task that has required your attention, like sadness or anger. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the foundation of what he's trying to get at. And what Res Harris talks about a ton is that life is acceptance. (laughs) (laughs) Life is taking what comes to you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that was my subtle sorry, so funny. <laughs> that was my subtle acceptance and commitment therapy cue <laughs> that's just gonna be a thing whenever we bring it up subtly i'm just gonna go just like that <laughs> like, um like hot rod um <laughs> anyways oh, oh that's gosh. the that's i lost my train of thought
0: Ooh,
1: sorry don't don't cha- don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> Listen to TLC. Don't go chasing happiness. And that's kind of like the, the beginning of the video. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: No, I mean, like the movie Inside Out portrays this really well too. Mm-hmm. How you come to first really despise sadness because she's so sad, ruins everything, ruins the, the memories, mm-hmm. the core memories, the whole issue they find themselves in, the problems that they have is because of sadness. Yeah. And what sadness does. But eventually you grow to learn to love sadness and to accept that sadness is an important part. And the movie just drives this home really well towards the end where all the all the emotions are really important. And I think we, like Ross Harris says, we put too much value into happiness. And mm. I think we tend to mislabel happiness. Yeah. Or we think happiness is always feeling good.
1: Yeah. We, we mislabel other positive emotions as happiness. Like maybe... Right. like. Uh, like there's so there's a long list of positive emotions we could go into, but yeah. I, I think you're going on the right road there. Yeah,
0: you know? but happiness isn't always just feeling good. Like that doesn't necessarily mean just happiness. Like happiness encompasses so much more, and that's actually what we're going to talk about as well.
1: Yeah, which is like another paradox. Like you can be happy when you feel like crap. Yeah, like which is weird because like take the gym for instance. Not even happy. Like you can feel a vast amount of positive emotions from killing yourself at the gym, not literally, but like just tearing those muscles up, squatting, destroying, like destroying yeah. just killing it at the gym. Right. It just You come away from that sore, tired, sweaty, but feeling really good. And that's not necessarily happiness. It's a plethora of other types of positive emotions. Yeah. And, um, I don't know where I was getting at with that, but, um, happiness is not just f- feeling good. It's, it, I guess for some people that they label it that way, but I think that's a right. misidentification of what, the true potential of happiness in a person's life can be.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Tao talks about how you take the sun, for example. If you look directly at the sun, that's going to hurt. So picture, think of happiness as the sun in this instance. Those people that just chase happiness or look directly in the sun, you're going to go blind. And those that chase happiness, literally, like all they want to be is happy, is they come out, more depressed, more anxious because they don't feel happy all the time. Uh-huh. And so he says we can experience happiness and we become happy by chasing happiness indirectly. Uh-huh. So, not necessarily happiness itself, but different aspects of our life that bring fulfillment and that will produce happiness. Because you don't chase happiness, you chase the things that produce it, and indirectly you feel happy or have experience happiness.
1: Yeah. You, you seek happiness as the byproduct, you know, like you expect it to be there, but you don't seek directly after it. Yeah. There's this, let's bring some astrophysics into this. How about (laughs) that? Or how about some more? It's, um, quantum physics, not astrophysics. So quantum physics. Okay. Um, I learned this forever ago and I thought it was so interesting. So quantum physics is like the study of things that are really, really small, tiny, like, and it's really hard because, um, like atoms, they're some of the smallest things, right? They're really hard to observe because they're so small. And one thing I learned really like a long time ago about um, quantum physics <laughs> is that the, the harder you try to observe it, the more difficult it becomes to observe. Hmm. So if you try to look at something really, really small, even the act of looking at it can make it change. Hmm. So it's really hard to do quantum research because even just the act of observing it makes it change and it moves it and I feel like happiness is a lot like that the more that we try to observe it and the more that we seek after finding it the more that it moves and evades us yeah it's a lot like quantum physics in the way that it's so I don't know happiness is it's such a vague thing and it's so I don't know it's a blob for me like what even is happiness it's just Mm -hmm. a feeling that I get Mm -hmm. but I don't even understand what it is it's kind of it's almost paranormal or I, like it's such a and it's different for everyone everyone right. experiences it differently and i think that's why i draw that connection to to quantum physics is because we don't really understand it it's hard to observe because it's so different to everybody and the more that you seek after it the more it's going to shift and the more it's going to move so you can't directly try to observe it you can't directly try to look at it because it's just going to move it's just going to continue yeah. to evade itself the same way an atom would if you're trying to look at it through a microscope yeah. so you have to treat you have to be a little quantum physic, quantum quantum physicist quantum physicist you have to be ant-man <laughs> and um dr P- what's the pym dr pym the PIM particle the guy who created oh, the ant-man suit like
0: pym's kitchen yeah exactly disneyland.
1: disneyland yeah he's yeah. dr pym is the guy that created. you have to be like that guy <laughs> and learn how to um to indirectly as a, i guess a quantum physicist would do indirectly experience happiness by yeah. seeking after the things that create it yeah, That's kind of what quantum physicists do.
0: Yeah, and Tal puts, that, puts it this way. He says you can look directly at light when it's bent a certain mm-hmm. way, like you can see the colors of the rainbow, and yeah. you're looking directly at light. And, but it's different from looking directly at the sun. Yeah. and So you get to experience happiness or you get to experience light without directly looking at it.
1: Yeah, because in that instance, the prism that the light goes through is mm-hmm. water droplets in the air, mm-hmm. which bend the light so you can see the spectrum of the rainbow, the spectrum of light that comes from the sun rays, which is the Roy G. Biv, you know? And what is the prism in your life that's creating the rainbow of happiness? Yeah. And that's what he's trying to get at, is that you need to find a prism of happiness yeah. to create that rainbow effect that you observe after it's been created and not try to grab and keep in your pocket for the rest of your life because you can't do that with a rainbow but you can sure do that with a prism you can keep a prism with you at all times so that's kind of what he's getting at with that is that you can create happiness as a
0: byproduct that you can observe yeah you know what you could do is get a box of lucky charms (laughs) pick out the little rainbow marshmallow and put it in your pocket there you go that could be
1: your symbolism (laughs) of happiness in your life like i'm happy bro i got my rainbow in my pocket (laughs) that sounds like
0: (laughs) that sounds insane (sighs) i have a rainbow in my pocket (laughs) <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Tal, Tal gives us an awesome uh,
1: acronym. acronym. <laughs> I almost said an analogy. Acronym. <laughs>
0: acronym. It, brain fart there. He gives you the acronym of the rainbow, in a sense, like how to experience happiness indirectly. And the acronym is SPIRE, S-P-I-R-E. And these are different aspects of your life that if you focus on, and work on then you'll experience happiness. So s the first one is spiritual. This your spiritual life is I and mean, I think your values are connected to spirituality a lot because it's about seeking something bigger than yourself or feeling a sense of fulfillment in your life and that's through values and that's a part of spirituality. Yeah, and so, like,
1: it's not necessarily God, and it. It, it, that's in a very important part for some people, like myself, yeah. including, have a yeah. higher power, can help with that, seeking after those values and having, right. like, a, a set of standards to live by. That's super yeah. helpful for people, yeah. but if you're not that way, you're never raised that way, you can still have those values and, like, standards that you live by, that this is my life and this is how I'm going to live it, that these are things that I care about, that I'm not, that are rigid, I'm not going to move, you know, like, these are things that I believe in. That's spirituality, And it's really important to living a fulfilling life because if you don't, you're just a, a blob floating through space that just kind of is know, thrown with every wind, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what's, it's just like the next fad, the next trend, you never truly know who you are. So understanding yeah. your values is really important for understanding who you are. That's yeah. kind of existential, but that's what spirituality is. is right. Existentialism. So, right. Yeah.
0: It's coming to really understand what you want in life, what you want to become and then feeling a sense of fulfillment as you go after what you're trying to become. Amen. There you go. Love that. The P is physical. Physical. So literally working on yourself, and Tal talks about how this is really big with stress, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, study after study will show that if you just get up and move, that'll instantly increase your dopamine levels. And when you work out and get your heart rate up for over like 30 minutes or something like that, your dopamine levels are a lot higher. Therefore, relieves stress, increases serotonin, and just makes your life, makes you feel better, decreases stress. Therefore, less stress, more serotonin, more feely goody.
1: Exactly. And then moving on from like the neurochemistry and neurobiology of it, that's what humans do. Humans yeah. are, we're not meant to stay stagnant. Yeah. Like for thousands of years, we got where we were because we worked that yeah, not, that does not mean a job <laughs> that means that we used our bodies because we have very like effective bodies like if you think yeah. about how our bodies are formed and shaped like we're one of the only animals with opposable thumbs we have these strong upright bodies that can be grown really easily like through like exercise mm-hmm. and same with our brains like we're mm-hmm. so plastic it doesn't matter what age you are either. Like, you're more plastic when you're in your teens and, like, as a kid. Right. But right. humans are just have a high baseline level of plasticity. You don't see squirrels getting swole at the gym, you know? You don't see dogs getting super swole. It happens. Um, I mean, it happens inadvertently sometimes, <laughs> but we're the only, like, race that has the ability. Like, we're super plastic, you know? Yeah. Dogs are pretty plastic. They can, they can learn tricks and stuff like that, but right. they're, motivated, a by, different. they're yeah. motivated by treats and toys. And humans, it's a little bit more complex but we have this ability to do so and so it's built within us to use our physical capabilities i guess is what i'm getting at
0: now the eye is intellectual so learning things and truly learning things and learning to really focus and turn your attention to something whether that Mm. be reading drawing i don't know knowledge anything just
1: looking after and understanding the world like humans are yeah intellectual insane. and like <laughs> we were just
0: like austin was just saying yeah intellectual is really the physical part of your the mental aspect of yourself yeah absolutely it's going to the gym mentally by reading drawing whatever it is where you can really focus on something and like learn something or work on a skill, and. That can be really fulfilling, mm-hmm. especially if you've you know, learned how to draw, you've played an instrument, things like that. Like that can be really fulfilling.
1: I think that's why people that have hobbies find so much fulfillment in their lives. I yeah. found that as I've started like, into things like fishing. Yeah. Um, it's not the act of literally catching a fish, holding it in my hands, which is great. It's the fact that I have learned a skill and I'm good at that skill now and I can apply it into my life at any given time. And yeah. it's something that I know that I've worked at and that I have put a lot of time into, both physically and intellectually, because there's a lot of knowledge that goes into it, and a lot of physical skills that you need to be a good fly fisherman. Right. And I don't know if that's the case for everyone, but I've seen that in my life. Those last two things that if you as apply, if you apply your abilities to grow physically and intellectually, I can anecdotally say that <laughs> that creates a high level of fulfillment if you can focus yeah. on something and become good at it physically yeah. and intellectually.
0: So do you say you go fishing just to catch fish?
1: Never. I I walk away from the river so many times. I I would. It's a it's the byproduct. Catching a fish right. is the byproduct. Fishing is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And the act of fishing for me is um, connecting with nature. And this is gonna sound super. Being one with the river. Okay. That sounds super weird and kind yeah, of like hippity dippity. But yeah. The act of watching the river flow Knowing where it's deeper where fish are gonna be. Yeah, the whole act of the act that leads up to actually hooking a fish Weaning it in taking a picture of it smiling and putting it back. Yeah, that's the fun byproduct It's the act It's leading up to it doing everything right Finding the right spot the right time of day using the right fly with the right depth of the indicator things like that That's the super fulfilling part for me. Yeah, and I think seeking after a hobby has to be quite similar it's not just the I finished a painting. You know, it's the act of learning how to paint, the techniques, and using them correctly. I don't know what it is for me. I can speak for myself in that way, and maybe for any listeners, it might be the same for you. It's becoming physically and intellectually capable of doing that task well. Yeah, I think is what really makes the
0: difference. You become like Bruce Lee, taking his teachings to the next level. (laughs) Basically, become water. Become water.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I become the Provo River.
0: (laughs) No, but I mean, I think that's really great, because if you think of someone who draws like realism, like mm-hmm. those pictures that you see that look like, I guess those paintings that look like pictures. It's like photos so like legit real. photos. yeah yeah, but it's a drawing. They spend hours and hours and hours, like hundreds of hours drawing that. Mm-hmm. Do you think if they only drew to see the outcome, they'd still be drawing, or they would spend a hundred plus hours on one drawing? Like I don't think so. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the case with everyone that has a hobby that's done it for a really long time They enjoy the process and the byproduct is just the simple That's what it is. It's a byproduct of what you like to do Like, you know, if like you could go to mm. you could go fish right now if you don't catch a fish You'd still be happy
1: exactly because yeah, like, it's a value-driven thing, right? Yeah, your hobby has to be value-driven otherwise, it's yeah. not gonna be Beneficial in the way that we're talking about it because you could still enjoy it and you could like the outcome I think a lot of people fish because they like catching a fish. Yeah, um But I think you bring a good point that it has to be value-driven for it to be meaningful.
0: Yeah. Like fishing, if I look at it that way, if I go fishing, I know this is like a weird rant, but this is important. (laughs) If I go fishing, and this is how I view fishing, as of like, I'm starting to lean towards more, like I want to know how to do the process and all that. But I don't know how. And so right now I go fishing to catch a fish and that's the most exciting part of it because I don't know how to do anything else.
1: Yeah, it's just the outcome. It's the
0: cast my little line out there with my... Powerpuff girls <laughs> rod.
1: My wife has a tangled rod and it's there very you cute. Go.
0: <laughs> and I just sit there and wait for a fish and then if I don't get anything, I'm like, This is so boring, dude. Mm-hmm. And I guess like fly fishing's a little different. But, yeah, you're the more active. Yeah. But even then, if someone values fishing and just like sitting there, not even fly fishing, if they really enjoy the process of just sitting there in nature, sitting in the mm-hmm. river, or whatever, then they'd have a lot more fun than me because I just go there to catch a fish and I don't know any technique. I, don't, yeah. I guess I could, you know, do some meditation, have fun in nature, but... Taking some deep breaths of the yeah. fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. And so that's like, it's exactly like chasing happiness. I just go for the product. I'm not there for the process. Mm, good point. And so, like Austin, how he enjoys the process, inadvertently, he catches fish and he becomes happy. Yeah. By not chasing yeah. happiness, by not going after the fish itself, hmm. he becomes happy by just going out there and enjoying the process. And you could apply that to literally anything in your life right now. Yeah. If you just are going after the product, sure you could last a little while, but it's not going to last a long time because it's just not sustainable to only go after the product.
1: Yeah. You need to focus on the prism and not the rainbow because you need the prism to create the rainbow. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. You need to figure out what's your prism. For me, it's fishing. I, it can I can always have it and I can always create happiness using it. Even if I don't Create happiness. I still appreciate the spire for what it is, right? So yeah it, Just make sure that your hobbies and the things that you choose within this realm of like physical and intellectual growth That you truly value what you're doing and that could yeah. literally be anything like it could be reading like for me I, I want to learn things from the book It's not even like the necessarily the process of like reading the book and exp- like the words, and I just want to learn something new, and maybe that even that's a value. But yeah, you can do that with anything. Insert a hobby here. You seem to make sure that it's value driven. Otherwise, it's just going to be all about outcomes and not about the
0: process. Right. See, you might think this is now a podcast about a hobby or an episode about hobbies. <laughs> I think how that turns into that. Well, that's the kind of stuff we want, though.
1: We want a free form. Yeah, so, right. So that but comes I mean, off
0: right. Like no, I think that, I think that's all really important. And that's good to know. And I think we. I don't know. For me, anyway, I think happiness is the process. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily like catching the fish. Yeah. It's sitting out there in the water, doing your, I don't know what the technique's called. Yeah. Doing Just the casting. Thing, yeah, Casting.
1: Mending correctly, casting in the right area. Yeah. yeah.
0: Doing all that. Like that's happiness. And it's not necessarily going after happiness. It's the process. The process is happiness. The spire is the happiness. Mm-hmm. There you go. Exactly. So anyway, moving on. So we did physical or sorry, spiritual, physical, intellectual. The R is relational, having relationships in your life. Studies have shown that those that are in relationships live longer, are happier, and just overall experience a higher level of happiness.
1: It's quite simple. Humans are tribal. We've been in tribes for a very, very long time. Um, you can go into the religious, religiosity of it, you know, like in the Bible, Old Testament. It was, it was in pairs, you know, like that's just like, I think that's how old that idea is and that it's yeah. in our oldest literature. Yeah. If you're not even religious, you don't believe in the Bible as religious text. That's been around for thousands of years. Yeah. And if you just look at that as like an analogy that humans know that we're not meant to be alone. And that's yeah. the very first story of the oldest book really that we have. Mm-hmm. One of the oldest books that we have mm-hmm. is don't be alone because you're not meant to be alone. Yeah and so if you think you can make it by yourself i'm sorry you can't you're strong enough and capable enough to handle your own but your life will not be meaningful unless you have meaningful relationships and i am firm on that and i think eunuch is too that life is not meant to be lived alone and it shouldn't be you're missing out on a lot yeah if you don't have genuine beneficial relationships in your life
0: right and that doesn't mean you have to be married exactly that doesn't mean you have to be dating like you can have Friendships, family, all that stuff. Like that those are relationships. Yeah. So if you just have strong relationships like that, then inadvertently you'll experience more happiness than those that don't. Yeah. And the last one, E is emotional. Tal talks about our emotional system is meant to be anti fragile. He talks about PTG, which is post traumatic growth. We all know what PTSD is is mm-hmm. post-traumatic or PTS, post-traumatic stress. But there's PTG in our emotional system is meant to be anti-fragile. Mm-hmm. When we go through stressful situations, we can learn from it and we can grow. And for a lot of people, that's not necessarily natural, right? We tend to have PTS more than PTG. I yeah. think PTS is more just kind of the more I don't know if I would say natural, but it's what's more common. Because the stress response
1: is our body trying to stay alive, and so it's of course it's going to make that the most high, the highest, um, the top priority. Keep staying alive, and that's primarily what the stress response is about. Right, and it doesn't care if you're stressed. Yeah, as long as you're alive. Yeah, because it's going to prioritize stress over growth.
0: Yeah, yep. And so since we have a higher way of thinking, our prefrontal cortex, we can use that stress and turn that into a growing opportunity and to be emotionally anti-fragile and to really just become more emotionally mature. And we have that ability as humans. No one else, nothing else does. No one else does. Mm. Animals, dogs, cats, birds, buff squirrels, like they they don't. They don't have that prefrontal cortex. Yeah,
1: their drive is primarily just to stay alive. It's primarily the the stress response, the the hypothalamic route of of thinking you know, the basal ganglia mm. type of thinking which is just habits and, and re- repetitions humans have that neocortex which allows us to break that cycle willingly and effectively yeah and i guess what i wanted to get at with this is that, again bringing back the the theme that humans are extremely plastic and that can be good and bad and that's the difference between the post-traumatic stress and the post-traumatic growth and i do want to clarify that this does not mean that if you if you lose your loved one tomorrow you immediately need to start growing from that, right? Like for sure. That is. There's no harm or shame. There's nothing wrong with taking time just to be broken for a little while and to be in your feelings and to accept things and allow yourself to grieve over whatever you're feeling and to allow yourself to right. feel that. Right. But alert, like disclaimer that this is a controversial opinion. It's everyone's responsibility to use their plasticity to grow from there, from their trauma, because. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do the black and white thinking thing that you use either growth or stress. It's either negative or positive. You can be there in the middle, but the meaning is found within the growth. Yeah. And I feel like it's a misuse of our abilities as humans to not use that potential for growth. And so again, you don't need to be growing now if you're, if you're hurting, but I do think it's everyone's responsibility to tap into their ability to grow from their trauma and from the emotional feelings that they feel. Because yeah. you have that ability there. We're extremely right.
0: plastic and it's within you to do that. Right. I mean you bring up a good point and the, a huge part in the emotional realm is accepting those somewhat seen as negative emotions like anger, like sadness, depression. I'm kind of trying to name off the emotions and in Inside Out. Uh, <laughs> disgust. disgust. <laughs> Fear, anger. <laughs> yeah, things like that. Like a, a big part of the emotional realm is accepting all of those and that's a big part of happiness. Happiness is accepting those feelings, accepting that you're sad right now, and that's okay. Oh, in sex (laughs) movement therapy. (laughs) Uh. Just accepting all of it. We've talked about before how really being happy in life is experiencing all the emotions like a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And just because you don't feel happy all the time doesn't mean you're not happy. Yeah, It just means you're experiencing a different part of the spectrum of happiness, mm-hmm. a different part of the spire. And that's okay. That's normal. And that's natural. So to accept that, that's how you can work on that PTG, mm-hmm. that post-traumatic growth, and start to learn from it, grow from it, and just accept it. And that's where it all starts. Yeah. Life is like a box of chocolate. Just kidding. No. Life (laughs) is like a
1: cheeseburger. There's certain ingredients that you can't just pick off. If you don't like pickles, which maybe that's disgust because I think pickles are disgusting. Um, Onions. uh, Onions too. If you, let's say onions are sadness and pickles are disgust or whatever it is. Unfortunately with life with life, you can't just pick those out and ignore them You can't just yeah. put them off to the side and throw them away. No onions, please. That's what I say every time <laughs> Yeah, you go to in and out Yeah, you can't do that with life. You, they don't ask you You don't like in the hospital. They don't ask you when you're born like do you want to experience sadness or no? Because we can take that off for you No, because <laughs> sadness wish. is an absolute and yeah. you have to accept the fact that it's on your cheeseburger not to say that you have to like it not to say that you have to become a super big fan of sadness you just have to be willing to take the bite out of the cheeseburger. It's either you eat the cheeseburger with the parts that you do like, like the amazing bacon and cheese <laughs> and the the beef, or maybe it's an impossible burger or a chicken patty. I don't know. Ooh. You have to be able to ac- accept and enjoy the parts that you like and be okay with the parts that you don't like. Yeah, That's what life is about. Yep. So use that analogy. Life <laughs> is like a cheeseburger that you can't change the toppings.
0: Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. But I hope you learned something new in this episode. And just know you can experience happiness inadvertently by looking at the rainbow and not not directly at the sun. Just remember that. Go outside right now, look at the sun, see what happens. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) For a short time, you won't be able to last long. You'll be last like, you know, one second, two Mm -hmm. seconds. But you can experience the rainbow and look at the rainbow for as long as you want. Mm -hmm. And that's how you experience happiness, it's through the spire. So thank you, Tao. You're the man, and thanks for listening. That's it. (laughs) What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what
1: about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy?
0: What about, what about therapy? What about what about therapy?
1: What about what about therapy? What about what about therapy? Yeah. It's like commitment therapy, and we're both going to. <laughs> 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 i will both going.